Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of List Chicken. Uh, my name is Aaron. And my name is Chad. You might have heard us from previous podcasts. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Imbalance and also the more, uh, the better known four-man meta, which unfortunately is no more. We will pour, pour some beer out for you. It was a great ep- it was a great show. Lots of people liked it. Unfortunately, scheduling a mini tournament for four, four people, people for four grown men every month when we live in four different cities was a little difficult. Yeah, basically four different cities. <laughs> so we decided so, to exit that. Yeah, unfortunately, um, not everyone from the cast uh, was able to continue. Just due to scheduling conflicts, and it's unfortunate, but, um, I mean, life happens, and Aaron and I wanted to keep doing something, we wanted to keep producing some content, because we really enjoy this game, and we also really enjoy the podcasting, um, aspect of it, so we wanted to continue doing something for the community, um, but unfortunately we couldn't keep doing for Man Meta, we didn't have enough people, just the two of us, so we came up with a new concept for some new content. And that is List Chicken. So, the idea is there's going to be two battle reports a month. Yep. Uh, the first episode of uh, every month will be... Uh, Master... or No, Champions. Champions format. And then the second episode, uh, the second battle report episode will be the Masters format. And this does include ADR, if, you, if, list, if casters are on the ADR roster. Yep. So... Um, the general idea of it is going to be a battle-driven report podcast uh, where we are playing lists that are submitted by you, the listeners, and voted on by you guys. We will have details about list submission and also the, uh, the way that we're going to be doing polls to figure out which lists Aaron and I are going to be playing. Uh, and then we're going to, once those are confirmed by the listeners, we will play a game against each other. Uh, and do our battle report for the, you know, whichever episode it coincides, whether it's Champions or Masters. It's gonna be awesome! It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm expecting a lot of weird lists <laughs> that don't make any sense. Hopefully you send us some sort of a little bit of a, uh, a paragraph or description about, like, kind of thought processes for the lists. Uh, otherwise, we're just gonna make shit up! We're real good at making shit up. Yeah. Uh, so, the episodes will drop on the 1st and the 14th of every month, regardless of what day that actually falls on. Yeah, whether it's a Monday or a Friday or whatever. Uh, and then, additionally, uh, there's going to be a segment in this show called Get Out There and Fucking Play. <laughs> and this will be an episode that will drop on the 7th of every month. And what it will be will be an advertisement for Steamrollers, Tournaments, local tournaments, national tournaments, whatever tournament information I get my hands on, I'm going to throw out there and let you know where it's happening and when it's happening so that you can go play. So if you've got a community that's in Chicago or that's in, you know, London or Bath or, you know, in Australia, something like that, wherever you have an event that's coming up, you can send us email with the information, uh, just a quick description of what the event is where people can find more information about it, and then we're going to do a special episode dedicated only to announcing upcoming events, locally and nationally. So we'll talk about, or we'll mention, 
uh, upcoming conventions like Adepticon or Lock and Load or, you know, Attack X, that type of thing. We'll also mention hopefully some of the ones that we'll be making it to, so you guys can come and find us uh, if we're there. Come say hi, laugh in our face, uh, or uh, maybe bring some list ideas that you want to you want to talk about, or maybe something that you enjoy. Um, we like hearing back from our community. Um, it was fun going to Lock and Load last year and getting recognized by some of the people while Aaron and I were squaring off against each other in the fourth round of the Champions event. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Send us your information about events to uh, the email for the podcast, which is going to be listchicken at gmail.com. Spelled just the way you think it is. And uh, with that, let's get into talking about our first set of lists. So, um, the lists that we ended up going off of were two Trollblood lists submitted by one of our local players, uh, Brett Cordell, uh, and then two Grimkin lists, actually, that I had been working with um, as pairings. So, I can go ahead and start with the Trollblood lists. Um, the lists that I had were Borka, Vengeance of the Rimshaws, which is Borka 2, and then the second list was Grim Angus, or Grim 1. I'll go ahead and start with that Grim list. It is, um, the list is in the Storm of the North theme. So we have Grim Angus, Trolk and Runebearer, Glacier King, Troll and Paler, uh, the Hooch Holler, uh, Volka Curseborn, uh, Lanissa Resolve for the Minion Solo, <clears throat> Max Unit of Creelstones with a Northkin Elder, two units of Northkin Fire Eaters, and a full unit of Pig Lookouts. And what's the idea behind the list? Uh, the idea is basically just an assassination list. Um, you've got a lot of infantry clear between the Hooch Holler um, and the double units of Fire Eaters. You can, you can clear a lot of infantry. You get a lot of actual boosted attack rolls and such. Uh, the Fire Eaters are lit on fire. The list is actually surprisingly fast, um, with the Northkin Elder giving increased speed to the Northkin models, which is you know, the Pig Lookouts, and then all the Fire Eaters. Uh, Glacier King and Grim and the Impaler have really, really good assassination potential. Uh, Grim's feet giving the minus three speed and defense while in his control area, uh, and then the Glacier King just having the range 14, or sorry, range 12, pow 14 gun that can knock people, or, uh, make, make stationary, sorry. Um, stationary's a little bit better than knockout. Yeah, yeah, it is. So the uh, Borka list is uh, Borka 2. Uh, this is actually in the Power of Dunia theme. Uh, so Borka 2, uh, Runebearer, Mulg, Rock, two Earthborns, Trollaxer, Janissa, Whelps, Northkin Shaman, Gobber Chef for the Minion Solo, uh, Max Unit of Creel Stones, and the regular Stone Scribe Elder, and then a unit of Dunian Knot. And this is very, very good beast break that uh, plays off counter charge. Uh, you've also got the Dunian not there for Puppet Master, so you can get Puppet Master on your counter charges. Um, the list is you know pretty resilient because the heavies are all armor twenty or armor twenty one. Uh, you've got a lot of hitting potential. Um, Borka pretty much just kind of stands in the middle of the table with this list. Uh, and then the Grimkin lists. 
Yeah. I'll pass over to Aaron. So the uh, the list the list's options was uh, Heretic in Dark Menagerie, and he was running uh, Gorehound, Double Double Rattler, Double Frightmare, Cage Rager, Skin and Bones, uh, Free Kravit, Death Knell, Lady Carriana Rose. Uh, three free Gremlin Swarms, a Gremlin Swarm I paid for, and then uh, two min-units of Dreadrocks. And, I mean, obviously it's it's Heretic and Dark Menagerie. It's a, it's, it's a pretty simple list. It does well into the Cloudmall meta that exists right now, because uh, Frightmares can see through and shoot and murder things. Uh, Rattlers are great into infantry. They just munch things. And then you have your, your Cage Rager and your Skin and Moans to anchor the list. Mm-hmm. And the other list was, uh, let's see here, King of Nothing. King of Nothing with uh, four Kravitz, a Cage Rager, Eilish, Glimmer Imp, Lord Longfellow, Twilight Sisters, Dreadrots, uh, Max, Holloman, uh, two units of Holloman Max with, uh, with Lanterns, and then two units of Naysires. So, uh, King of Nothing and the Dudes. King of Nothing and all the Dudes. All the Dudes. I think that's basically all of the infantry that I own for that faction. <laughs> it's pretty close. And, uh, the King list was in Bump of the Night, obviously, uh, as there's all the Dudes in the list. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the idea behind this is you have a lot of infantry that hit really hard. Uh, King of Nothing has, um, Sighting Touch that he can throw out. Uh, and obviously he can jump around the map with Sands of Fate. Uh, makes him a very mobile caster. Um, so yeah. Those are the, the two lists that I had. It's also very scary assassination potential with that because if you have any, if you have any Dread Rots or even just a couple Hollow Men left, um, you can get them across the table and then use Sands of Fate, hopefully to get a King of Nothing near an enemy Warcaster, drop their armor by two, um, and then maybe King of Nothing throws one of his Death of Dusts at them to kind of weaken the caster or warlock. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, like, Lord Longfellow to, um, to just head With Finisher. With, yeah, Finisher and then the Trophy Hunter ability. I forgot what it's called. Uh, Character Hunter. Uh, I know it's not called that, but that's what it is, basically. Uh, Fortune Hunter. Fortune, Fortune Hunter. There we go. Uh, and then you've got, you know, two units of Hollow Men to just, Shoot anything that's stealth, CRA, pull stuff away. Yep, and uh, hollow men uh, can be scary when they have a huge CRA, and you can. I mean, it's yeah. it's a very good assassination list. Anyways, uh, so Chad, yep, which list did you choose and why? So I ended up playing the Borka two list. Uh, Berka, yeah, playing some Berka. Uh, the list actually looked a lot of fun to play. Um. It's a good beast break. Uh, I was also just really interested in getting Verka on the table and seeing the way that he performed after all of his changes, I believe, um, with the Northkin CID and everything. Um, he has, he makes all of his war beasts, his battle group, um, Northkin models, and then he can cast their Animus once per turn for free, uh, which helps a lot when he's only Fury 5. Uh, it gives him some Fury to kind of play around with. He can toss out Rush for free, and then cast something else, or, you know, move forward, throw his bomb, and then back up, or, you know, different stuff like that. 
something in that list has lightning strike? No, nothing does. No, nothing has lightning strike, but he has reposition three because he's cavalry. Right, right, because um, he's a barrica. Yeah, yeah, and his bear is also, you know, mad eight, pal 14 with auto knockdown and trash. <laughs> Just it's pretty good, I hear. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. Um, also, the scenario we were playing on was Recon 2, so I had a lot of beasts to be able to score in the two zones, plus I had a couple of solos to be able to take flags, and I thought that my beef was going to be better uh, whether I was playing against old, um, King of Nothing or against Heretic. All right. Aaron, what did you end up seeing after you were looking at these two lists, this Barca list and this uh, King of Nothing, or not King of Jesus, the Grim Angus list? Uh, I was actually afraid of the amount of RFP that you had. So, Rightly I, so. <laughs> and I mean, I, I didn't think the King of Nothing list would hit hard enough to deal with, with the Beast Brick, which I, in hindsight I might be really wrong about. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the list actually hits surprisingly hard. Um, especially if you take into consideration that Lord Longfellow is in there. Um, if you can get any sort of little bit of damage onto either Mulg or Rock, you can start putting some hurt into it with... Uh, yeah. You know, if you get something in there, like if you get... So, a unit of Nayslayer should more than likely either fully kill or almost kill either one of those beasts, just because of how much power they have by themselves. And then if one of them has Sight and Touch, it's helping the unit along. But also, if you leave one of them engaged... Lord Longfellow has Black Penny and Finisher and the Fortune Hunter, so he can just walk up and double tap one of the character heavies and finish them off. I I agree, but when I was initially looking at it, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, it's deceptively powerful. I've played the list a couple times, and it's uh, it's got more punch than it than it first appears. Yep. So uh, I ended up going with the Heretic list, which I also felt was probably a little light on the punching power, uh, initially, uh, well, with my initial play of it, I yeah. thought it was light on the punching power. Uh, it turns out I was probably wrong. Yeah. Um, well, between, between Fury, like, if you, if you exclude any of the, Ar uh, the Arcana cards, just Fury and Enrage alone is a plus five damage swing to any of your beasts. You are That's... absolutely correct. Uh, so I, I went with the Heretic. Uh, and then for uh, Arcana, I took uh, Shadow. Shadow. I took uh, what was the other one I took? Um, oh, Labyrinth. Shadow and Labyrinth. Correct. Shadow and Labyrinth. Yeah. And then we rolled to see who went first. Yep. Uh, I ended up winning the roll and choosing to go first, letting Arian uh, deploy second. Uh, so I deployed pretty central with all my war beasts and then ran everything forward. Um, I, because of the power of Dunia, I start with my upkeeps in play, which in this case is just battle charged. Uh, and then I also don't have to pay to upkeep it. So I put five straight into the stone uh, and just moved Morka forward and then ran all my heavies uh, nearby. There was a very nice um, piece of water and then forest about two and a half or about three inches in front of that. Uh, the force is right in the middle of the table, which is a great place for my Earthborns, uh, because they can get the plus two speed from the forest while they're within two inches of it, and they get plus two defense from the water while they're within two inches of it. Uh, seems fair. Uh, I deployed um, with a brilliant plan 
to murder uh, my bagman with a wall of flame. Yeah. Because I felt fairly, they felt fairly useless in this match. Um, just based upon their speed, and I mean, yeah, they're weapon masters, but I, I would much prefer to get the corpses, and I wasn't going to be getting corpses otherwise. Um, and so I, I deployed them so that I could murder half, uh, murder a unit, and then, you know, by running through a wall of flame, and then, uh, and then the Death Knell would hand out those corpses, and then I'd murder another, another half unit of them. And then everything would be full on corpses. Uh, after I did this deployment, and while we were playing the game, I was yep. informed that that doesn't work anymore. Nope. Um, so I quickly changed gears and just ran everything forward. Yeah. Uh, kind of set up a little bit centrally and used the forest that was on my side of the of the board to my advantage to hide and try and set up charge lanes charge lanes for the next turn. Yeah, they fixed that uh, that wall of fire abuse real quick in CID. I think it was in there for about one week, and then in week two they changed it. Uh, they changed the wording on the corpse collection, so you can't do that anymore. I was well, a little sad. I got to abuse it once, and then I was like, yeah. I, well, it was funny, uh, until I rolled like, so like three out of six tough checks, or, or like four out of six tough checks from the dudes that I ran through. <laughs> so then I just had a bunch of guys knocked down in front of the wall. <laughs> that seems useful. Right in the way of everything else. So, um, top of two, uh, Genesis moves forward over to my friendly flag again. We're playing on Recon 2, so my friendly flag is on my, on my right-hand side, Aaron's left. Uh, I drop a hill down in front of where, down in front of the flag, and my goal for this is I'm gonna run rock on top of the, on top of the hill in front of the flag. Uh, so as to block Genesis' line of sight, because there was a Gorehound over there uh, that was in charge range of her. Uh, my Earthborns run to the middle of the table, basically where I want them to be. Uh, one near the water and the forest, and one of them just near the forest. Um, Wolg walks onto a hill over on the left-hand side of the table, over by Aaron's zone. Uh, gets ready to go into that other zone, the Axer's position. Uh, <coughs> back behind him and to the right a little bit more towards the center of the table. Um, Duny not puts out Puppet Master on Berka, Mulg, and the Runebearer? I didn't know the Runebearer. Um, you were going to cast a spell to murder somebody. No, that was the next turn. Oh. Anyways, uh, it must have been on must have been on Rock. Because I used the Runebearer. Okay. Keep going. Uh, that's that was my turn too. Cool. So, uh, my turn too. Um, was counter charge help. And actually, so uh, for the right, because I was expecting all my dude, all my infantry to be dead on turn one from wall of flame, I ended up jamming myself up really bad, and my yeah. caster was stuck behind them. Uh, and I needed to get Chad to move his beasts into my command range, or, yeah, uh, into into my command range or control range for Labyrinth, because I was planning on triggering Labyrinth um, to curtail his ability to charge. I had also kind of expected him to pop feet, and I was going to kind of, like, fade away, but he didn't, so it forced me to commit this turn. Um, but, uh, so, I... Use 
Cage Ranger yep. to channel mm-hmm. uh, for my caster to Gallows to move Earthborn Dire Troll forward. Yep. And then I, I send a unit of... You roll high. You roll a five, I think, on the, on the drag, right? I was hoping you were going to roll low and just kind of debunk your entire plan, but you ended up rolling like... I mean, if I rolled low, sure. I was going to cast it again. I, I, I only needed two inches to get it. I just... The closer it gets to me, the better. Yeah. Me. Um, so yeah, I ended up rolling high, um, and, uh, get him dragged forward, get a, get a nice set of charge lanes for him, um, and then I, uh, send one of my bagman units, uh, which has Fury on it, yep. charging off after, uh, the Earthborn Dire Troll, yep. and, uh, take a couple counter charges. Yep, rock counter charges one, uh, I think the first one, um, and kills him, which ends up exposing Janessa, but... Um, it, I try, it helps to keep the Earthborn alive. I think Berka charged, countercharged once as well. Yep, he did. Um, and then, but I was able to countercharge in such a way that he wasn't going to be in any danger. Because you were still behind the forest. Yeah. Um, so, after you kill the two guys, I get four of the seven that remain, or four of the six that remain onto... Uh, the Earthborn Dire Troll mm-hmm. and uh, Weapon Masters do a whole bunch of damage, but not quite enough. I end up leaving it on four health. I was expecting one of the counter charges. I didn't think you were going to expose your caster with the second counter charge. I felt pretty safe. Uh, I think the way that I counter charged, there wasn't going to be any. Re- there wasn't I any did, reasonable way for you to get anything super significant on me. I did trigger Labyrinth on your caster's counter charge. Yes. So, your next turn, everything was going to be uh, moving. Well, yes, your battle, your entire battle group was going to be minus two speed. Yeah. Uh, and then... A couple of things that were in there. Which ended up being... It was Rock, Mole... Rock the Earthborn, Mole... No, not Mole. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Mole was in. It, everything uh, but your axer. Everything yeah, but your axer. That's right. <laughs> um, and then I took my Frightmares to pull a couple solos off the table. One of them was the rune bearer on the on your left hand side. No, you didn't kill the rune bearer. You killed Genesa. I killed. Oh, you killed the uh, the Northkin shaman that yes. was over on the left hand yes, side. Yes, the Northkin shaman kind of put with his ass out into the wind. Yeah, and then I also and then I also killed Genesa because uh, screw her. And then the gorehound kind of sprinted away behind a building because yep. I used the gorehound to get to Genesa because you moved rock. Yep, but it was. Uh, unfortunately, outside of four from contesting the flag. Uh, I wasn't really concerned about scenarios so much. Uh, maybe I should have been, but, uh, I wanted him to stay alive. Yeah. Because I wanted him to, to jump in and murder things and jump back out. Yep. Uh, so that was my turn, too. Killed a couple things. Almost killed an Earthborn, but, uh, I was, I was content with the state of things. Yeah. Sadly, uh, the Death Knell was far enough forward that I wasn't, um, the Earthborn that was heavily damaged... Uh, was inside of Intrepid Force, so I wasn't going to be able to heal him. I uh, couldn't snack on all the delicious-looking Dreadrots that were standing in front of me, sadly. So, um, this turn, Berka feats. Um, I put Rush onto Rock so that he can walk forward and also get through the rep train that he's now standing in the middle of. Um, <clears throat> Berka walks forward, and the bear knocks one of the Dreadrots over, kills it, and then Borka uses his two-inch reach to hit and kill another Dreadrot. Um, I use my spray once, targeting one of the other Dreadrots, which 
Aaron then cancels with an arcane vortex from the using a corpse from the cage rager. <coughs> um, I decide to use the last two fury that I have after looking at the table um, to use the spray again to try and kill one or two more of the dread rots that are uh, in front of the earthborn to try and get rid of as many of them as possible um, and potentially put damage onto the rattler or the frightener. Uh, I end up missing everything, uh, with the exception of, I think, the Frightener. No, I hit the Rattler. Hit the Rattler. But then I just did whipped roll. on damage. I whipped on damage after using the, uh, the Puppet Master on, uh, on the hit. So, uh, also I had given Puppet Master to the Runebearer, Borka, and I think Mulg. Mulg had actually also countercharged during your turn. When you were running a bunch of other dread rods, yeah, because um, I was trying to bait your skin and more skin and bones forward. Um, after so, let's see, uh, spray again and miss, and then um, Berka repositions back behind the forest. Uh, I am currently naked. Um, so the root bear. I don't really have a good line to get here. Yeah, uh, there's the the biggest threat is the skin and bones that's over on the other side of the forest, uh, but he would have to trample to get to me, and with my feet, he would get one hit, and then that's it. Um, even with the zero fury, I'm a 14, 20 with, uh, I'm a 14, 18, 20 with the stone. As soon as he hits me, I go to armor 22, uh, and then he becomes stationary, so he's, I don't think he's really going to get anything to me. Uh, so the room bearer, um, uses his, uh, shoot, I forget what it's called. Soul Slave. Uh, the room bearer uses Soul Slave to cast the spray, uh, kill the gremlin swarm that's in the zone, uh, and then I also, I think I tag one of the dreadrots. No. Um, the earthborn that was tied up by all the dreadrots, uh, manages to hit one of them, uh, force a tough check, uh, and then Rock is able to <laughs> Rock is able to walk around in front of the cage rager, um, kill a gremlin swarm, kill a frightmare, I think one other dread rot, but uh, it's too far away to try and do any damage to the axer or to the uh, cage rager. Uh, axer kills some dread uh, dread rots uh, by Mulg and the Earthborn. I believe the axer was the one that I triggered shadow off. No, it was the Earthborn. Okay. Um, Earthborn walks forward, triggers shadow, uh, with, in which. Uh, Aaron is able to place it in melee range of the Earthborn and also Borka. In the Earthborn's back arc, so the Earthborn yep. can't attack me, and in melee range of Borka. Yep. Uh, Mulk tramples forward. Um, the free strike from the Dreadrot fails to do any damage to him. Mulk kills the third Gremlin Swarm. Um, I position Mulk so that if... Um, if Aaron wants to try and walk forward and put Enrage onto uh, the Skin and Moans, uh, Carry On is going to take a, a countercharge from him, uh, unless he wants to commit something else to it. Uh, my Chef ends up running to the flag. Um, I score my first control point. Aaron has already scored one at the end of his previous turn by having a Gremlin Swarm on his flag, because uh, I didn't cross the board to contest it. Uh, and then it goes to Aaron's bottom of three. Um. 
So he has a zero camp caster who's in uh, 14... 14-18. under the stone. 14-20 under the stone. He's going to go to 14-22 after I hit him once. But he only has 15 boxes? 17 boxes? Uh, let me double check. I believe it's 17 or 18. Please hold. 18 boxes. Okay. And 18 boxes and tough. 18 boxes and tough. So, my plan is... Uh, so I upkeep Fury on the unit of Dreadrots that has literally one Dreadrot left in it. And my plan is I'm going to get that Dreadrot to his caster and pretend like I want to attack him, but it's going to trigger a free strike from the Earthborn Dire Troll that has four, four boxes left on it. And hopefully he's going to kill that uh, that Dreadrot, which will then allow me to trigger uh, the... Reckoning. Reckoning. Which I will then be able to kill that very easily kill that Earthborn. Earthborn, and then move Reckoning to his caster. Um, so... Which is extremely clever, and is some bullshit that I would pull, and totally didn't recognize. Uh, and then the Earthborn rolled a two, needing a... Three to Needing hit. a three to hit the Dreadrot, and totally missed him. And Aaron was like, oh, I was kind of banking on you punching that dude. Yeah. So, um... But regardless, so that's kind of my plan. I'm going to go for the assassination this turn. Um, with one hit from the uh, from the skin and moans, and then spell assassination from uh, my caster, if need be. Yep. Because, uh, well, so, so anyways, I go up the turn setting up everything. Uh, and I, I mean, I do, I do other things first. Uh, first thing that happens is my Frightmare... Uh, or not my Frightmare, my, um, Gorehound comes in and murders a couple dudes on the flag that you have back there. Uh, but I miss one of the attacks, so yep. I can't lightning strike away. So I'm left, he's left kind of sitting in the wind, but he is contesting that flag over there. Uh, on the, my right hand side, which is where Mold is, I have a Rattler Power Attack Slam Mold to knock him down. Yep. And I boost to hit, um, just to make sure I hit, because it's a smaller base. Uh, so now Mold is, more than four inches away from the flag and yeah. knocked out. So yep. Can't so, countercharge. Right. Uh, and then I move other pieces to make sure things can't countercharge me. Uh, my Frightmare shoots the uh, take up target that you have for the stone. Yep. And. He ends up toughing. He ends up toughing, which was sad. But uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't see the stone itself, but I wanted to remove options for you. Uh, and then. Uh, Lady Carriana Rose walks forward and puts Enrage on the skin and moans that I have next to his caster. Uh, my Death Knell moves forward and puts three corpses onto the skin and moans that I've propped from Shadow. Uh, and then um, the skin and moans activates and uh, the Shadowed skin and moans activates and he's going to go up there and he's going to first kill the stone Kill the take-up target, buy an attack against my own model that walked into melee with his caster, because I, I don't want him in melee, because he, he missed his attack, so he's not stationary, so he's providing a defensive bonus if I have to spell assassinate him. And then I buy an attack against the caster, and then, uh, let's see here, so uh, I buy, a, buy my second attack against a caster, because two initials. Yep. 
and then one bot against my dude, yeah, and then so one second bot. So, so I boost hit and then boost damage, because he's a 4 fury beast. Yeah. Um, and I hit, and I do a lot of damage. Um, I left Therica on about five boxes after that hit, so I did like 13 damage to him. No, it was, no, it was less than that. Because I was at like five hit points at the end of the turn. You're at, oh, two, was... at, you're at two at the end of the turn. Okay. So you were at, uh, actually no, I, I straight put you to two because my spell didn't do anything later on. Uh, no, so, you did hit. Did I do damage, though? Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. So I left him on about five boxes. So, 13 damage, he's armor 18 at this point, I'm a pow... Armor 20. No, I'm sorry, you're right, I'm armor 18. Armor 18, yeah. I'm a pow... Uh, 16 up to 19, up to 21, so I'm dice plus 3, so I, I roll average. I roll 10 on 3 dice. Yeah. So that's average. Um, leaves him, leaves him on about five boxes. Uh, so now, uh, and then my beast is obviously stationary, so now my caster needs to, um, walk over, because my cage rager can't channel, because he doesn't have corpse, doesn't have corpse on him. Yeah. He's also oh, stationary. He's also stationary. Because he, he, he charged, uh, yeah, he charged and killed the earthborn, <laughs> got the corpse back. That's right. But, but was stationary. Stationary, so can't. So, uh, my caster walks over, uh, to see his caster. Um, and... You see in the dark in order to ignore the self. Right. You see in the dark to ignore the stealth, and then boost... Uh, what's the spell? Hexblast. Boost no. to he Yeah, Hexblast. The power 13. Yeah. Uh, so I'm dice off 7, and I need to roll 12 to force... I need to, I need to do 12 damage to force a tough check. Uh, so it's above average, um, and I don't roll 12. I roll a 10. And leave him on two boxes. And, uh, Pastor? Yeah, we forgot that, uh... Forgot that you hit me with the Hex Blast and actually... Forgot that you hit me with the Hex Blast and actually dropped the counter charge. Oh, we didn't? Yeah, we didn't worry about that it on was the next e turn. It was either that or you... Or you missed the attack. I don't remember. We'll take better notes next time. Anyways, um... So, uh, yeah. I score one more point. Puts me to two. Yep. Uh, and... So, two to one. I have a Gorehound ready to test all of my, uh... Most of my beasts... Or, actually, no. The Shadow Beast disappears. I'm still fine on Fury. Yep. Uh, so, Mulg ends up frenzying, uh, because I had too much Fury out on the table. I'm not able to take it all back. Uh, Mulg frenzy kills Kariana, and then Aaron triggers Reckoning. On Mulg at this point. Um, Borka, um, Borka activates where he is, casts Rush for free onto, uh, onto Rock so that he can walk forward and try and kill the Death Knell and the Cage Rager. Uh, Borka then backs up to the back edge of the zone away from the Heretic to kill the Gorehound in two hits. Mm -hmm. uh, one for the knockdown. Um, after he gets, I give him... From the mount. Yeah, so once again, I give him, um, I activate the Dunian Knot before all of this. Uh, give him Puppet Master, give Puppet Master to Rock and somebody else, I think. Um, knock him down with the mount, do a bunch of damage, because I have trash. Uh, I also forgot to factor in the plus one from the stone for the strength. 
So the amount was actually about 17 and not 16. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I hit him with the POW 18 mace uh, and finished off the Gorehound. Uh, and then I repositioned into the rubble. Um, and then I... I'm just hanging out there. Uh, Earthborn, uh, over on the other side of the table, kills the Rattler, uh, knocks out the spirit on the Frightmare. Um, the Cage Rager walks forward and barely kills the Death Knell through some bad dice. Um, not able to do... Sorry. Rock walks forward, kills the Death Knell, because um, I figure it's easier to kill the Death Knell first and then try and kill the Cage Rager. Uh, I end up not being able to put, I think, any damage onto the Cage Rager at all. Um, I end up clearing... Uh, my zone, and scoring with Borka, uh, and then contesting Aaron's flag, I think, with the Earthborn, and going 2-2, two to two and passing back over. Well, I'm feeling kind of sad right now. Um, but Oh, I used to, sorry, I used to Fury to, um, to heal myself a little bit, bringing me up to four hits. Yeah. Um. This is the turn you try to kill two heavies. Uh, yes. No, that's three. Uh, the goal is to kill three heavies this turn. The goal yes. is to kill mole, earthborn, yes. dire troll, and then rock. Yes. Uh, so I have I have reckoning out. I have um. Lady Kariana Rose, Death Throw, whatever the hell that's called. Uh, Sorrowful Rampage. So, effectively, you've got a plus three, plus three, excuse me, against uh, Mulg himself. Because right. Reckoning, Reckoning against him, and then Kariana giving plus one, plus one to everybody. Right. Uh, so my caster goes Cast Fury on my, um... Skin and Moans. Skin and Moans. And my Skin and Moans, uh, walks up to engage Mold and the second Earthborn Dire Troll that's over there. Uh, and he's going to kill Mold first, and then try and kill the Earthborn Dire Troll, because Reckoning will move over, and then Reckoning will move from the Earthborn Dire Troll over to Rock, and then I'm hoping the Cage Rager with Reckoning will be enough to kill Rock over there, or at least seriously hurt him. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, Mold has uh, some abilities. Primal Rage. Oh, yeah. Primal Rage. What, what does this do? <laughs> so, uh, Aaron gets ready to hack up two of my heavies. Uh, hits Mulg once. Mulg turns around and hits him back. Um, I only get to do this one time. I get to make a full advance and do it. But I happen to roll double fours with Chris Mike. <laughs> knocking the skin and bones away only one inch, but knocking him down and stopping his assault on Mulg. Uh, and then at this point, I concede the game. Because I don't... I mean, the Skin of Moans is the only heavy that I have in any position to do anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I have two heavies on the table compared to your three heavies. However, uh, without effectively being able to remove Moog this turn and at least one of the others, uh, I'm in a really bad spot, and there's no way I'm coming back from it. Yeah. Uh, we decide to play the rest of the game out to kind of see where things go. Because um, it's pretty... I mean, it's pretty unlikely... Like, Mulg is met, seven. Uh, the Rager, the, uh, Skin of Moans is Def, thir- or Def 12 now because of Fury. Um, so it's really likely that I hit. It's unlikely that I actually get the crit. So we play it out to, so we decide to play it out to, um, see how the rest of the game unfolds, uh, if I don't get that lucky crit. Yep. And, uh, so Mulg dies. Yep. 
and then it moves to I move reckoning to Thirdborn Dire Troll. Yep. Uh, and then I do not kill the Earthborn Dire Troll. No, I think you... And leave him on one box. Um, no, so on one of the hits, you end up leaving Mulk at one hit point, meaning that you have to waste an entire next attack. Correct. And then I think you only get, like, one more hit with the Skin and Moons? Maybe two. I get, I get um, two. I end up leaving him on, like, one or two hit boxes. But your Frightmare also activates on that turn. Right. And, uh, and doesn't do very much. Like, does a little bit, but then only drops the Earthborn to, like, a hit point. Right. Uh, so I'm not able to move Reckoning from the Earthborn over to Rock, and then the Cage Rager wails on Rock, but uh, also fails to kill him. I think leaves him on two boxes. So, um, this is the game of this is why you don't leave uh, beasts on one and two hit points. <laughs> yeah. This is why you don't leave beasts alive. Yeah, it's just fully fully operational uh, uh, battle station. Yep. It's going to blow up my moon on the next turn. Yep. So uh, while uh, while the Earthborn was getting whaled on, uh, I managed to remember that I had whelps to spawn. So I spawned both of those near him. Uh, I think I used one of them to clear some of the fury out. I think I used one of them to clear fury on rock because I uh, I had just ran all of the beasts really off the turn before. So, uh, Berka ends up killing the Rattler, um, that is over in the zone with him, uh, and then I put Primal onto Rock to make sure that I kill the Cage Rager. Uh, my Axer over on the other side of the table just flails it effectively. Uh, the Earthborn hits the skin and mows a couple of times, but I realize that the Mat 6 is not getting me where I want it to be, um, and I don't, uh, I don't hardly do any damage this turn. Uh, but Rock does kill the Cage Rager, and I position him so that when he frenzies the next turn, he's going to be charging the objective, uh, and Berka is repositioned into an, uh, a place where he can then charge the objective the next turn uh, and finish it off and hopefully end up winning. Uh, I think I think we go to 3-2 at the end of this turn. Yeah, sounds about right. With 3 CP. All right, so my turn, I have... I still have a rock. I still have an Earthborn Dire Troll. They're both low on health. He has an Axer. He's flooded the zones to the point where I'm not going to be able to clear them to score. Not with what you have left. Uh, yeah, not with what I have left. So, um... I go for a last-ditch assassination attempt. Well, the first thing you do is you, you end up running one of the Gremlin Swarms from your flag over into my other zone to stop me from scoring. Uh, but you trigger counter-charge with Berka, who has a magical weapon, and charges it and kills it. Yes, but I was okay with that, because it also pulled you out of the rubble. Yes. Um, so, so, I mean, uh, so, I'm going for a last-ditch assassination attempt. And my setup for this is, it's going to be a spell assassination from my caster. Um, so I need to get him out of the rubble. So, uh, and I also need to kill uh, the beasts that have the most health. Or as, as many of his beasts as possible, or because yeah. because yeah. I expect him to. He has fury. He's going to be able to transfer. I need to. I need to do enough damage that he dies from blowback. Great plan. <laughs> Great plan. Uh, but it's all I got. Yep. Um. So on my right side of the board, I spend my turn. Uh, I kill the Earthborn Dire Troll that was over there. Correct. Uh, yeah, you end up finishing him off, because even after eating the whelps, he was only at six hit points. Yeah. So I kill him, 
with uh, whatever I have over there. I think it was the Rattler. Frightmare. It was oh. a... I don't know. I don't think the Rattler's still alive on the ground on that side. You might be right. But uh, I kill him with a Frightmare. Uh, the Axer was full, was he not? Um, I think so. Yeah, Axer's full, so he's not a valid transfer target. That leaves the the only transfer target that you have is Rock. Yep. Um, so my caster charges through my objective, because I can do that, and, uh, gets into melee with Rock, makes his melee attack there. No, you know what? You hit and kill Rock, but you fail to kill the Earth on the other side. You're right, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Because you, you automatically hit Rock, and then with the boosted damage, you only have four hitboxes. You are correct. Yeah. So I, I failed to kill the Earthborn over there. I, he left, I left him on a couple boxes because it's a Frightmare into an Earthborn, which is a bad plan. Yeah. Uh, my caster charges It's only like dice off ten. It's no big deal. Kills Rock. Yep. And then throws another Hex Blast at your caster because he's at the moment armed 20. So dice off seven. Mm-hmm. Which means I, uh, I needed to do... I didn't write it down. You are on four hitboxes, and the Earthborn is on... Six. So, ten. So it wasn't even possible for me to, yeah. to spell you, assassin. You needed to roll really high. Uh, you had an Afiri that you could... Cast it twice. You could cast it twice. Uh, but the issue was, is you end up you end up missing... I think you rolled like a six. It's true. And needing a seven. It's true. So then my caster's sitting there with, uh, with four Fury on him. Yep. And, um... And, and Barricka, well, within charge range. Barricka's gonna charge me next turn. Yep. So then I pass the turn. <laughs> uh, at this point, Heron ends up conceding again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so afterthoughts, uh, that Barricka list is super fun. It actually made me want to play Barricka. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, I have to buy, like, basically everything in that list. I have to buy... <laughs> I have to buy both of the Earthborns, and I have to buy Rock, and I have to buy Dooney and Knot, and that's just that's just too much money. And I, I have, have to buy. Trolls. I have I have Rock. Oh, you got rid of your trolls. No, no. I can sell them. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. I don't have Berka. You don't have Berka. That's fine. Oh, oh my god! Oh, so cool! Um, it's not a freaking bear. <laughs> so, uh, my afterthoughts on the this heretic list is, it's a lot of fun. Um, I definitely needed... I probably should have been putting Fury on the Rattlers, and using them to to in- engage with your heavies. Yep, start the beast training with them. Um, because Fury on a Rattler puts them up to POW 16, 16 and then Enrage puts them up to POW 18. Yeah. Um, and then they have two initials, and... Assuming they had to pay Fury because they had to charge, they got two more bo- uh, two more bomb attacks. Yeah. Uh, so five POW 18s into a into a troll heavy seems not not bad. Yeah. Um, and if you if you choose to spawn a whelp, if you spawn in the wrong spot, then I can murder a whelp and then berserk back into yeah the the beast. Um, so so there's options for additional value there. Um. But I, I didn't see that interaction early enough uh, for it to matter. Yep. Uh, but it's still... Uh, this list is a lot of fun, and I really like it. So, I approve of this list. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the, the heretic list I actually uh, designed as a pairing for Old Witch. Uh, Tim Banky talking about uh, champions pairings. Uh, I think I put the list on the table like maybe one time. I did notice that there was a little bit of an issue with running beasts really hot because you're generally shooting with the frightmares every single turn. It does run. It does run very hot. Um, so you need you need to be in a spot where you're able to use your serenity off of the Grimland Swarms, which is not something that most uh, Dark Menagerie lists actually rely on. Yeah. It is sometimes, but not very much. The issue, the other issue that I had with the Heretic list is like the one or two times that I did play it, I happened to be playing against people that just had a lot, had access to a lot of magic weapons. So I just wasn't able to put the Gremlin Swarms where I wanted them to and still be safe. Um, so I, I ended up running beasts really hot. Um, but the, the list is interesting. Um, look forward to maybe playing it in the future. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the first battle report. Yeah. So, uh, this concludes the first episode of this year. Again, this was the Champions format. Yep. Uh, Next one's going to be Masters. Um, and then keep an eye on... I think we, we might try and do... If we get listener lists uh, in time for this next episode, we will probably pick some of them until we can start getting enough to start doing the... Let's let's set honest, real expectations. Okay. Starting March, we would like to have listener lists. Yes. So we're going to open up submission uh, in the next week or so. Yep. And you guys can start submitting things. Yep. We'll get you the details. The details will probably come out with the uh, get out there and fucking play episode. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Keep an eye on Facebook. Um, We're going to start creating a page. You can find us at List Check In. Aaron and I will probably be promoting the page through our own Facebook pages. So if you're friends with us, uh, or if you're friends with uh, Foreman Meta, we will also post links to the Facebook there. So that way, um, any fans can start migrating from you know, Foreman Meta. Keep following us on this chicken. Yep. Uh, so for the master's lists, do you know who you're going to go to to get lists since we don't have users submitted lists this time? I don't have any idea. Okay. <laughs> so I have a master's pairing that was given to me by uh, Jason Watt. Okay. So it will be Convergence that I'm playing next time. Okay. Um, alternatively, you can play the lists. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. You can play the lists, uh, and then we can find another person to give me lists. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so that's that's totally fine, too. Okay. Uh, but at least one pair of the lists will be from Jason Watt. Okay. Interesting. So, uh... Maybe I'll just find one of our locals that's got a got an itch, uh, an itch to pound some convergence down and have them build me a pairing for it. None of our locals, none of our locals, want to pound down convergence. Yeah, I mean, I mean they want to, but I don't know if anyone can. Uh, I lose a lot. <laughs> have you ever played against me? I lose a lot. But to your own errors. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening, folks. Uh, tune in. Next week for Get Out There and Fucking Play, and tune in in two weeks for the next episode of Bliss Chicken. Bye bye!